0: Come on, are you ready for the Word? Yeah. All right, all right. Now, this morning, this morning, uh, we talked about why, God, why did God save our souls. Now, remember, we talked about in one of the parts, back then, part 35 and 36, of this same series, uh, the Apostle Paul ministry. We talked about that, and we talked about how God saved our souls. So if you want to get the, get the other flip side, how God saved our souls, this teaching is why. So you need to know, why did God save you? I mean, do you know how many people dead and gone? Why are you still here? See, there's a purpose that God has for your life, and we gave you a lot of, of things this morning. Uh, we, we talked about the vessel this morning. You know what I mean? Uh, if, if you have a vessel, there's a purpose of the vessel. You know, and that's what God made us, made Christ in us. Christ in us is the vessel, but he put the vessel in us so he can fill it with the new wine. We gave that this morning in Matthew chapter 9, verse uh, 16. I'm not going back to those things this morning. Get this morning teaching. I want to go back to where we left off this morning and connect because I had a chance to minister the whole time this morning, and I don't think I used any of my messages, any of the things that God gave me, so I got to go to work. All right, let's go back to the book of Romans, and we want to look at chapter 15 and verse number 13. Uh, because we're talking about why did God save you, and we, we're showing you that God saved you to three things. We gave you relationship, fellowship, and so he could put his glory in you because you are the temple. And we know what happened. I'm, I'm going that way. We know what happened when God finished building the temple. What did he do? He filled it with glory. So that's why you got to understand, that's why Paul said you are complete in Christ. He's just talking about the temper is complete. Once the temper is complete, you're complete in Christ. Once Christ come in, the temper is complete, now he can fill it with the glory. You, Christ in you, is the hope of glory. That's why you got to understand how God works his word and in Colossians chapter number 1, verse 27. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So if you don't have Christ in you, you have nowhere to put the glory. And that's why we gave you Matthew chapter 9 this morning, how he helped the Put the new wine in verse 17. You have to put the new wine into a new wineskin. So, when you put Christ in you, then He can put the new wine, which is the Holy Spirit, in the new vessel, which is Christ in you. He is the hope of glory. All right. Now, Romans chapter number 15 is where we left off with this morning. And we showed you how all of this is going to work. See, it doesn't work just because you're a pretty vessel, you are very beautiful vessels. I'm your pastor. You are my daughters and sons. And so I already know how good you look. But you don't get the glory because you look pretty. You don't get the glory because you're part of doing faith. You get the glory because you believe. So you have to understand you have a responsibility for the Holy Ghost to operate in your life. All right, so Romans chapter 15, I'm going to give you two verses, maybe three to show you that. Romans chapter 15 and verse 13. Let's go to that on the screen. Romans chapter 15 and verse 13. Uh, now, you can read it with me if you want to. Now, the God of hope fills you. See? He fills you with joy and peace. All joy. Thank you. He fills you with all joy and all peace in believing. Now, what does that mean? That means as you believe in the word, as it being ministered, that's what the Spirit does. He takes the word and he fills your temple. So you got to understand, the Word is Spirit, John 6, 63. I'm going to go to that next and show it to you. So God, now the God of hope, fear you with all joy and peace in believing, in believing the Word, you see, that you may abound in hope. So that means that your vessel can grow, see, grow in grace. You can abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. See, so the Holy Ghost is operating, but he, he, he cannot operate your life until you believe we're going to give you uh, uh Colossians let me go back to Colossians 1:27 first and I want to read verse 28 and 29 and then we're going to go to what I just gave you uh, let's go to Colossians chapter 1 and that was 1st Thessalonians 2:13 I think uh, and then what else I'm giving you you always write them down so we can go there. Look at Colossians chapter 1 I gave you 1st Thessalonians 2:13 already All right Colossians chapter 1 I read verse 23 this morning, and I read down to verse 27. Let's start with verse 27, because it told you Christ in you, the hope of glory. you got to have Christ in you before God put the Spirit of God in you. He put the Spirit in Christ. He gave the Holy Ghost to Christ, not you. I want somebody to find me that in the book of Acts. I always put it on my wife, but if anybody found it. He, he gave the Holy Ghost to Christ in the book of Acts. See, he didn't give the Holy Ghost to you. He gave the Holy Ghost. See, Christ is the heir. You got to understand who the heir is in this book. You are joint heirs. He gave the Holy Ghost to the heir. All right? So when the Holy Ghost, when Christ come inside of you, God put the Spirit of God in Christ, in you. So that's why Christ in you is a hope of glory. I'm reading that now in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 27. Coming back to your camera, there, linebacker. I I got some... I got some big boys on the camera today some big boys I would want both of them graduates uh, thank you very much first uh, Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 to whom talk about Christ would make known what is the richest of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you the hope of glory remember Christ in you is the hope of glory otherwise if you don't have Christ in you you don't have any hope right that's why we read this morning that we were without hope. We told you that in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11, we were without hope, we were without Christ in the world. All right? But when Christ's in you, you have hope for God to put the glory. Now, verse 28, we're going to continue. Paul said, Whom we preach to my Christ, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect. So that's what happened. Christ must become in you and what happened, now you're perfect in Christ. So that's what has to happen. The vessel, the, the house had to be made perfect, and now God can put the glory. Without Christ, you're not perfect is what he's telling you. Whereunto, Paul says, I label striving according to his working, according to his working, the working of the Holy Spirit, which worketh in me mightily. See, why is God working in Paul mightily? Let me show you why. Go to First Thessalonians chapter 2. Paul gave it to us. 1 Thessalonians 2.13. Why did God work in Paul mightily? God can work in you mightily. But you got to continue to do one thing, and that's believe. See, as you're hearing the Word of God, you got to believe. You can't be fussing with the Word of God. You got to believe the Word of God. And I'm going to tell you something, and my wife will tell you this, You can't wait until you figure it out. My wife and I, once God shows me something and reveals it to me, I go to my wife, and I said, I want to share something with you. She said, that can't be. I said, your job is to do one thing. What is it? She said, believe. I said, okay, just believe. See, me and my wife, because God revealed the word to me, it's no different when I come to minister to you. That's why I come here every Saturday, This is past Saturday, probably 8.39, choir off. I get a chance to study all day long. And so what happened is I come back in here Sunday morning before 6 o'clock, that's all I can tell you. And then I study until 8 o'clock, just to be ready for you. See, and I go over my notes and everything else. That's what you got to understand. I do that because I want to make sure the Spirit of God has used me. You've you got to understand that. The word got to come in your heart. The word, God got to put the word in your heart. you got to minister the word out of your heart. But the more words you get, we told you this morning, tape, get that, the more God minister the word of God to you, the more the God word is revealed to you, now the more you can minister the word of God. Why? Because he's revealing his son in you now. See? Not just to you. He revealed His word to you, but to, to Israel. But He revealed His word in us. Okay, so we got to understand that. All right. So first Thessalonians chapter two. He gave, He told them how to walk worthy in verse number twelve. Walk worthy of, of God who has called you to His kingdom and glory. All right. That was Thessalonians. Thessalonians is always to the Jewish believer, and that's what gets so many people messed up. They take Thessalonians and try to make a Gentile. Thessalonians was not Gentiles. You read Acts 17 and verse 1, you'll see they went at the synagogue of the Jews. All right, maybe i do that for you for the tape's sake. All right, but God called them also unto his kingdom and glory. Verse number 13 said, For this cause, Paul said, also think with God without ceasing, because when you receive the word of God, and that's what you're doing now, is to receive the word of God. That's your responsibility, the word receive means to believe which you heard of us, you receive it. Again, he's saying you receive it not as the word of men. You can't look at the Bible like that just a book man wrote. This is the word of God. You got to receive it as the word of God. All right. What I mean by the word of God, the word of God in in, in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 told you that the word of God is the same as God himself. It's the image of God. All right. Now, for this cause also think we God without ceasing, because when you receive the word of God, which you heard of, us, you receive it not as the word of men, but as it in the word of God, which effectually, watch this, worketh also in you that believe. So the word of God works in you effectually as you believe. So you you determine. See, you the soul man. And God put the word, uh, the word in your soul. Your soul have to believe the word. See, as your soul believe the word, your soul allow the word to come in because the soul is the heart. It's just like it is spiritually. Your soul become the her and the word become the him. I can't tell you no playing. We got all the kids on the side, ain't we? Uh, he put the word in your heart. Somebody say amen. amen. But you have to allow him to put in your heart. Everybody understand that? It's a spiritual principle. All right. Now, once you put the word in your heart, then the word would bring forth uh, what it's called to do. All right. Now, uh, anything else? Come on now, give me those right quick. Acts 1038, Acts 1038. Okay, yeah, but I wanted to one how God gave him the Holy Ghost. It'll say that. It'll tell you God gave Jesus the Holy Ghost. Maybe chapter 11. Acts chapter number 10, let me give you this one first. See, God only gave one man the Holy Ghost, and that was Christ. Uh, Acts chapter number 10, first here. Acts chapter number 10 and verse number 38, right? How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good, healing all that was oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Now he's showing you the ministry of the Holy Ghost on your life. That's the ministry of the Holy Ghost in your life. The Holy Ghost is called the anointing. So when the Bible says he anointed Jesus, he anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is to minister to the people that he comes around. We had a sister came here, what's the sister, Barbara? She's still here? Mr. Sister King. They wanted her to go to the doctor. She came to me. My wife was in the office. She said, in my chair, I said, Barbara, I'm just going to lay my hands on you. And she, went, oh. It's gone, Pastor. I said, well, that's what, you, that's what you do. Get a lot of big hands. But that's what the anointing. Now let's go to 2 Corinthians. Let me show you a scripture. That's what the Holy Ghost does when it come in your life. That's grace on you. Now the grace of God on your life increases. Because that's how you minister. That's how you serve. I, I got to go. What I just say? I'm going to. Whew. Let's go to Philippians. Some of y'all didn't hear that one. Let, let, let's go to uh, Philemon first. I'll get back over there. You're going to have to be a quick writer. Who am I writer at? You got to start sitting. Right, I'm going to put you on the front row. That's Joy back there. Joy Miller. Okay, now, uh, did anybody hear what I just said? No. All right, I'm, I'm talking about something else I said before Philemon. That's all I said, son. I didn't say that in there See them sisters right there; they own, they own it, boy that's they own it. I'm telling you, you th- these people come here to get the word. Praise, give them a big, get the Lord a big hand. Yeah. All right, uh, let's go, let's go to a uh, yeah Philemon. Let me show you. I said this this morning. I'm not going to go over this again. I just want to read it right quick. And Philemon, verse number uh, four through six. Now, this is very, something that you've got to understand why you're the temple of God and what has to happen. You've got to believe God. That's what I'm saying. You've got to believe God. And I'm going to show you one thing here you've got to believe God is. I thank my God, making mention of you always in my prayers in verse 4. Hearing of thy love, two things, hearing of thy love and thy faith, two things. Your love, that their love was to the believer, which was the saints, and their faith was to God. And then he says, uh, and verse 6, that the communication, that word communication means sharing, sharing, the sharing of your faith. See, you have the word to share. The more you share, you might hear my wife keep saying it every Sunday, hit that share button, hit that share button. What does he trying of get you to do? Trying to get you to share the word. See, the more, the more you share the word, the more effective you will become in ministry. See, ministry means sharing the word. And a lot of people don't know you got to start at least on the telephone. you got to start sharing the word. If you'll start sharing the word, you'll meet other folk that God will tell you need to share the word with us. And you don't have to go tell everybody what you heard this morning. Give them a CD. Give them a tape. Tell them to share your podcast with them. You can do that. And now they got your podcast. That's what I do. I share the podcast with I don't know how many people. And now they got the podcast. And they say, how can I get that? I don't have Facebook. No problem. I give you the podcast. you got it all without having a Facebook. Isn't that something? All right. That the communication of thy faith may be effectual or effective by the acknowledging of every good thing. Now watch that every good thing which is in you is in Christ Jesus. So you have to understand, you got to believe that. Shall I believe? I believe everything, everything, in everything in Christ is in me. Is in me. Right. Right. So, now let me show you, look at uh, uh, Colossians 2.9. So, you gotta believe. This is how you get filled with peace and filled with joy, filled with the Holy Ghost, filled with, filled with, filled with. It's by believing. You are filled by believing. That is what your faith is for. What well, you to go? Colossians 2.9, thank you very much. From the book of Colossians chapter 2 and verse 9, and we're going to look at why we're there. Uh, verse 19, and while we're in Colossians, I'm going to go back to Ephesians because I got some work I got to get done here. Uh, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 9 first. I'm sorry, Colossians 2.9, thank you. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9. For in him, said in him, in him. also in me. See, you remember, we remember what the Word of God just got there saying. Acknowledging, I just gave it to you, acknowledging that every good thing that's in Christ is in me. Now, I'm going to show you a lot that's in Christ in just a moment. But you got to understand, if it's in Christ, it's what? Amen. Because Christ is where? Amen. Exactly. So you're not trying to get none of this stuff. It's already in you. Miracles are already in you. Amen. God's power is already in you. Amen. Write that down. That's Ephesians, Ephesians 3.19, 3.20. We're going to read Ephesians 3, but we also want to read 3.20. So you got to understand God's power is already in you. Everything you need, God already put it in you, and you put it in Christ in you. You just got to know what you got. You just got to believe it. See, that's one thing about hearing the word. Once you hear the word of God, believe it. Don't wait around. Maybe you might not ever hear that again. You got to believe it when you hear it. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 9 said, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And I told you, the Godhead bodily is God the Father. Say, he's in me. Everybody. See, that's what I need. Don't say everybody, but I want everybody to say it. But I want everybody to say it. Forgive me. But also, you want to say the the Father is in me. The, is in me. the Holy Ghost is in me. The Son is in me. Right. So you got to understand all that's in Him is in me. Remember, you have to believe. This is how you feel. Romans fifteen thirteen. You are filled in believing. First Thessalonians two thirteen. You are filled in believing. See, spiritually, you'll feel with your tongue. You eat. Spiritually, you got to eat with your ears, in your heart. See, you worship God with your mind. You worship God in spirit and in truth. How are you going to do it? You got to do it with your mind. All right. That's why you, you got to believe. What do you believe with? You believe with your heart. You got to take this word into your heart. Old Testament, you open your mouth wide and I'll fill it. He's talking about your heart. Somebody say hallelujah. All right, look at Colossians 1.19. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 19. It pleased God, that's the Father that he is, that in Christ should all fullness dwell. Now, he talking about fullness of joy. Fullness of peace. All fullness. So whatever fullness you can think about in this Bible lives in you. I got to let you. Let's keep it a secret. That's why what, that's what I heard the people saying, shh, don't keep it a secret. Listen, everything that God had. Let me read this again. For it pleased the Father that in Christ all fullness dwells. Now, I just told you that if all fullness is in Him, then all fullness got to be in you. Amen. Come on, Jesse, you got to receive it. Come on, the day is not a day of just looking around somebody; the day is a day of receiving the word. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. All right, now let's go to Ephesians chapter three, verse fourteen. Back up, you in color. I know how to drive this. Thing. Ephesians chapter three. We wanna look at verse 14 through verse number 19. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 14. Are you there? Yeah. Paul said, I press towards the I'm in Philippians. God almighty, that looks so good to me there. Ephesians. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14. Paul's prayer for the Ephesians. For this cause I bow my knees to the father remember he by his knees to who the to the father from here we're gonna go back to Colossians 1 and 12 write that down his part his prayer was to the father see what we try to do is we try to go back and pray again to the father he already prayed to the father it's time to receive now and how do you receive with with thanksgiving. See, we're still trying to get it done. It's already in the book. Paul already prayed it. We got to believe it so we can receive it. We're still trying to pray to get it. You're not in that dispensation. The dispensation, before this said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. You're not in that dispensation. You're not in the shall be saved dispensation. You're not, I will do it. Now listen to it real good. For this cause I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family, somebody said that's me, in heaven and in earth his name, that he would grant you, say, that's me, he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Paul already prayed that God would strengthen you with all might according to his spirit in the inner man. I don't have to pray that. I just received that. I just say, Lord, I, He's talking about me. He prayed for me. So you got to understand how the new covenant works. You don't have to go do this. He already prayed for it. You. you just need to believe it and receive it. Amen. Let me read it again. Paul said, "For this cause I bow my knees to the Father." Ooh, 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 ooh. Glory to God. For, I, for, <laughs> for this cause I bow my knee. You would understand. Unto the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He will grant you. Paul said, I'm praying that God would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man. And what do I do with that? I said, Lord, thank you. I receive that right now. I receive strength in my inner man. Well, what is the joy of the Lord? It's the same thing he told me, right? In Romans 15, 13, that I'll be full of joy and peace. How am I going to get it? And in believing. The word of God is a finished work. You just got to believe it. Verse number 17. You enjoying the word, sister? Sister Carl Prue and sister. That's the boss right there, the whole family. What's your name, sister? Claudia Record, the boss of the whole family. I'm saying that because Pinky and Moody listening. Verse 17. Watch this. This is Paul's prayer. Somebody say, I receive it. I receive See, that's all you got to do with the word. You don't have to go pray it again. That Christ may dwell in your heart. He's already in my heart. By faith, he's already here by faith. That, that being rooted and ground, that being rooted and grounded in love. So I say, you know what? I'm rooted and grounded in love. Now now I have the grace, so I'm able to comprehend. He's praying that I may be able to comprehend with all the saints, the church of God, what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height of God's love. And not only that, watch this. And to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. So I don't have to go pray that I need to believe it. He prayed for me that I may be filled with all the fullness of God. He prayed that I may know the love of Christ. He prayed that this love would pass us all knowledge. He prayed that I may be filled with all the fullness of God. He's already prayed. I don't have to go pray again. I need to just believe what he did. He already prayed. Hallelujah. He already prayed that I may be filled with all the footings of God I don't have to go back to the Lord I need to be filled he already prayed believe what he prayed Whew. and the know the love of Christ was passes not, that you might be filled that you might be filled with what with all the footings of God well I already told you the footings of God the Godhead is God the Father God the Son God the Holy Ghost they are the Godhead they dwell in the house I'm the very house of God, I carry the presence of the Lord wherever I go. Oh, you don't hear what I'm saying. First, First, Corinthians, First Corinthians 3 16 told me that know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. well if I'm the temple I'm the very house that carries the presence of the Lord so when I go into a supermarket I'm carrying the presence of the Lord when I come in the church I carry the presence I'm a carrier I'm a carrier of the anointing I'm a carrier of the Spirit of the Lord I'm carrier of the power of God I carry the grace of God wherever I go you got to. in fact, I don't, don't try to see, nothing, just believe something. You're the temple of God. When you went into the temple of God, the, the, listen, when I get there, I'm not there yet. I'm going there. But I'm going to show you that when they went into the temple of God in the old covenant, when, the, when, when God came in that temple, they couldn't even do nothing else. Why? Because he filled the temple with glory. And that's what you got to understand something my my assignment is to make sure you vessels are filled with glory that's my assignment. and the only way you're gonna get filled with the glory is to believe it you can't get it no other way the work has been done the work is finished the Holy Ghost is the one who take a mind and show it to you he's not here trying to get you to do nothing you don't need to do nothing you need to believe and let the Spirit of the Lord minister in your life Come on, say, Lord I, Lord, I believe. I don't care when you get to anything you don't understand. Just say, Lord I, Lord, I believe. And then He will show you. He will take a mind. He'll show it to you. That's His job. So that's how I get the word. I come before God. My wife will tell you, I don't know what I tell her every week. I don't know what I'm going minister Sunday. So I don't mess with nothing. Because if I know if I start to mess with something, he's gonna show it to me. And once he showed it to me, I'm burdened with it. Gotta understand what that means? That means I must carry it three or four days before I can minister it. When I could have just left him alone and just talk to him, worship him, go head on. And wait till Thursday or Friday. Because once I started saying, you know what, I, I I don't have my word for Sunday, then all of a sudden he's gonna burden me with it, he's gonna fall upon me. Then, then I'm gonna wake up in the morning time going like, uh-uh, I got to go. Now I got to go study for the next three days. See, I could have waited. I could have waited. I'm learning. If I get no money, I'm done. I got to carry the word on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Saturday, not coming here, you all be like, I'm, i be like, I'm so glad to see y'all. What? Because it's time for me to deliver the word of the Lord. Somebody get a lot right. of Hallelujah. So I keep my mouth shut, brother. My wife would tell you, when I go on vacation, I don't even take a Bible. Jackson. I said, oh no. And then all of a sudden, three o'clock in the morning, I said, huh, don't you have a Bible? So it doesn't work. He, he knows, because once he dropped that word in my spirit, ain't nothing I can do but deal with it. Because if I don't, I can't go back to sleep. I'm getting ready to fear you this morning. God showed me that if I keep preaching this word, Preaching this word, you're going to keep eating this word. And in the middle of the night, you're going to get up and say something. I don't know what it's going to be. But you're going to say, glory. That's it. Some of y'all haven't said hallelujah in so long. You're going to get up in the middle of the night. Glory to God. You're going to get up in the middle of the night. You're going to get up in the middle of the night and get your little thing some. Hallelujah. <laughs> You're going to get up at night with a glory. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. It's all right, too. It's all right, but it's going to be real. Amen. It's not going to be no fake, phony stuff. All right, Ephesians, uh, chapter 3, verse 14 through 19. That's where we're at. I'm already down here in verse number 17. I'm sorry, verse 19, that you may know. See, Paul already prayed this, that you may know. The love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled. That you may know that you may be filled. You see how they connected? That you may know that you may be filled. Why are people not filled? Because they don't know. Hallelujah. You got to have the knowledge for you can be able to get filled. Uh, put, write it down in your note. proverbs 24, verse 3 and 4. Whew. And to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. See, you have to have the knowledge of the word to be filled with all the fullness of God. Now here's the verse I want. Now unto him who is able to do. See, it's not going to be you. He is able to do, watch this, exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, but it's according. See, you, still, you you still in the accident and the thinking. Glory to God. I'm trying to get you out of the accident and the thinking. I'm trying to get you over here in the believing and the receiving. See, you're over here in the accent line. That's over here in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. If you ask anything in my name. Axing, you shall receive. Ask, you, you seek, seek. you gotta seek. Then you gotta knock. You over here in no covenant. I'm trying to get you out of that line. Or I'm trying to get you over here on the other side where the receiving line. You gotta come over here in the receiving line. You've been over here in the accident line, the line, they're trying to chase say, Man, you gotta go to the receiving line. That's what so many church folk at. They're in the accent line. They still trying to get it. whoo Someday you're gonna hit me. When you're still accent, you're still trying to get it. I'm trying to let you know at the cross. <laughs> Blessed be God. And the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, Ephesians 1 and 3, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Everything God had for you, he put them in Christ. And you are still acting. You are still asking. I'm trying to get you out of there. You're you're asking you, asking. you come over here seeking and you're knocking. You're in the wrong line. You got to get over here where you could just receive. You don't get the Holy Spirit by accident in the book in in the New Covenant. You just receive the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit already been given. (laughs) You know what? Once the Spirit of God shows you something just make it, you know what it does to me? I can't believe I was that ignorant. I saw it, but I couldn't understand it. God said, look, Paul prayed for you by the Holy Spirit. All you got to do is receive it. What you're trying to do is pray what Paul already prayed. Like you could pray better than Paul. So we take this and we say, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of, uh, the Father of glory, of whom all the family are... See, I'm still trying to pray this. Instead of understanding, Paul already prayed it. So all I need to do is receive. So down in verse number 19 it says, to whom to know the love of Christ that passeth not. So all you have to do is know, knowledge, that you might be filled with the fullness of God. Now to him that's able to do. He tell you he's one. Paul said it, I just read it here, Colossians 129, he works in me mightily. Eph- Philippians 1 and 6, he that began a good work in me. Always he already working in me. He that began a good work in me shall perform to the day of Christ. Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 13 and 14. We'll go there next. When I say next, I'm talking about right up in the line. You know what I mean. And to know the love of Christ which has passed knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him that's able to do exceeding the bundle above all that we can or think. He is past your action and your thinking. We have gotten past your accent we haven't gotten past your thinking. Now unto him who's able to do above, abundantly above all that you, see he has come over what you've been asking to He's trying to get you in the receiving land. Yeah. According to the power that worketh in us. Now to him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ throughout all ages, world without end. All right, now give me some of those things. Colossians 12 Thank you very much. Ooh, somebody said, "Ooh, my God Almighty." Colossians chapter one. Now watch this. In verse twelve, he's already prayed this. Watch this. He's already prayed this. Giving thanks. What did he told you to do. Right. You're not asking for nothing. This is your heavenly Father. You're not trying to beg. You just give thanks. Hallelujah. Showing you how to get you. I'm showing you how to get your stuff. When you get down before the Lord, you don't have to get down like a pauper or beggar. You have the Holy Ghost who's with you. You have the Holy Ghost in you. You got the blood of Christ over your life. You don't have to beg. You are a son of the living God. Everything the father has is yours. Why do you call him Father? He's calling. Do you know what the day is? It's you give thanks to the Father. Hallelujah. The Father's already provided for you. The Father's already laid up in store for you. You don't have to get up here and act like you don't have. Two thousand years ago, your father already provided. Hallelujah! Why you think we got the word? Why you think he gives me the Holy Ghost so I can know the word? Because he's already provided. He's tired of his children begging. He's already provided. I said he's already supplied, he's already provided. But my God, but my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Not, not you begging. He's gonna do it by the word. Come in His presence with thanksgiving. Come in His courts with praise. You don't come in here begging. You come in here with hallelujah. When you learn how to come before God with thanksgiving, it's already yours. You're not coming to bed, to borrow, or nothing else. I'm coming here to let my Father know that I'm a child of the living God. I got the blood of Christ. I got the word of God. I got the wisdom of God. I got the knowledge of God. I know what's mine. Hallelujah. You are a joint heir with Christ. You ain't never heard Christ Jesus begging for nothing. Let me show you how Christ prayed. Father, Father, this is how Christ prays. Father, I know that you already heard me, because you always hear me. But for these unbelievers, I say these things. <laughs> He's already, hey, it's already done. Watch watch this watch this watch this Colossians chapter 1. What watch when you hear it by the Spirit. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us qualified to be partaker of the inheritance of the saints in life. I've already qualified you. I've already made you a partaker. You've already qualified to get everything of your inheritance first the Holy Ghost and everything else is yours. You already qualified. I qualified you. Not only that, he's not done. Verse 13, I already delivered you. See, you're still trying to get delivered. You've got to believe you delivered. Paul, the word says he has delivered us, verse 13. Just read your word. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. He's already translated us into the kingdom of God, their son. See, all that's fine. He just, just wants you to make sure you get the spirit. He's done everything. He put you in Christ. The kingdom of God's son is Christ. He's already done that. He's already given you forgiveness in whom we have forgiveness through, the, through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. You already got everything. That's all Paul keeps telling us. But I'm not done with you. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. And verse 6. You can come off back up a minute. Help me, Lord. Help me. Help me. Help me. Ephesians chapter 1. And verse number 6. Ephesians. Chapter 1 and verse 6. To the praise of the glory of his grace. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has past hint accepted me. And below- Look at somebody say, You've already been accepted. Yes. You don't have to get accepted. So I already showed you, number one, he qualified you. That's the first thing I just gave you. 2 Corinthians five 17, I'm not going that. He already made you a new creation in Christ. He already made you a new creation in Christ. He's already accept, accepted me in the beloved. He's already qualified me. He's already delivered me. He's already done it. So you go to God and say, I need, I need you to deliver me. Huh. they that right. Again, I need to come back again, deliver you again. It's already in the book. Romans chapter 4, verse 25, he's already justified me. Romans 4, 25, he's already justified me. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, we do that at, in every service, he's already died for our sins. But I want to go to Colossians chapter 2, verse 11. But I want to show show you this one because so many people don't get it. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 11. He's already buried, your old man. I'm not talking about the one you're married to. (laughs) Adam is your old man. Come on, Adam Adam is your old man. man. Christ Christ is the new man. All right, so he's already buried the old man. Watch this, Colossians chapter 2, verse 11 through 13. In whom also we are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh. What did God do? What was circumcision in the old covenant to Israel? It was a cutting away the foreskins of the flesh. What did it represent? It represent cutting away of the old man. So when God, when Christ died on the cross, He went into the cave, pulled off the old man, and then was raised again in a glorified body. He pulled off the old man. When he raised from the dead, he was a new man. There were people who were standing at the tomb when he raised from the dead. They fell dead because of the power of the new man. And that man is in you. As a matter of fact, that's who you are. Putting off the body of the sins of the flesh. You're arguing about sin. People see arguing about sin. You pull that off already. You can't get in Christ with him on. That's why the Bible says put off the old man, put on the new. You can't put on the, old, the new man if you still got on the old. That's what he's talking about. You got to put off the old clothes and put on the new clothes. Then he said bury with him in baptism. All these things have already happened. You've already been buried with him in baptism. You already are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who already raised him from the dead. You already, all that's happened. Now let's go back to Ephesians. I, I forgot to show you something. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2. I got to go back and show you something before I go anywhere else. Ephesians Are you enjoying the word? Yeah. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Now this is where, where you are right now. Start verse 4, Ephesians 2, 4. But God, I love those but God, because every situation we got in, that was a but God. But God who's rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us. See, everything is past tense. Have you noticed? Have you noticed everything in the new covenant is already past tense? That means it's already been done. He is already, his great love wherewith he loved us even when we were past tense, dead in sins, half past tense, quicken us together. How many know what the word quicken? He made us alive together with Christ. You've been made alive together with Christ. For by grace you are saved. And you already, watch this, he's already raised us up together, made us sit together, in heavenly places in Christ. Already made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. And there we are in the accent line. Oh me, oh mine! I know the Lord got another piece of bread. See, that's the old testament man. He was in the line begging. The new man over here with the blessing. Somebody say amen. That's why verse 8 said, By grace you are saved through faith, not of yourself. It's the gift of God. Gift. Not a work that's in a man's in a boat. We are his workmanship. We are his new creation, created in the Christ Jesus on the good work. So all the things that God has done, he's already done it for you. All right. Now, let me get, I got, I got a, one more I got to get you here because I don't want to miss out on this. I got so much here. Lord Jesus. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 21 and 22. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 21 and 22. Well, oh, I got seven minutes. I'm bad. <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty-one and twenty-two. Now, I got some scriptures out there, don't I? I'm coming. I'm coming. You next. I'm coming. You next. I heard Proverbs twenty-four, and three, and four. Okay, I'm coming. You next. Second Corinthians chapter one. So please have them there, because when I'm ministering, I don't know what I said. Until I hear it again. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. uh, 20. Start verse 20. In verse 20. Now I'm doing this in verse 20 because most people still telling God he promised. Listen. It's over. Get over it. You can't go back to God telling God he promised you nothing. Nowhere in the new covenant or even old you were in anything that God promised. You were saved by grace. You became a partaker of something they rejected. They rejected the gospel. You got it free. You did not, he did not promise you anything. Now, if you want me to read that, I can take you back to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11, and show you that all the promises was to Israel, never to you. But let me move on. All the promise of God has been fulfilled. That's why Christ came. And that was uh, 1 Corinthians fifteen eight. He came and he confirmed the promises made to the Father. Now, you, you, you can write that down. I'm not going to be able to go there. If I get a chance, I go. But right now, write it down. First Corinthians chapter number 15, verse 8. He conf- Christ confirmed the promises made to the Father. When is confirmed, it's been ratified. It's just like it is UAW. I worked in retired from General Motors, and we would have, every four years, we would have a new agreement, a new covenant. Once we signed that, and okayed, and they signed it, that's good for four years. Romans 15, 8, forgive me. I said, 1 Corinthians, thank you. That's what I need when I error. jump on me. For all the promises of God in Christ, in him are, watch this, all the promises are, in him are, amen. Yes, come on, say yes, yes. and amen. amen. That means we say yes. Come on, we say yes, yes. and amen. amen. All right, unto the glory of God by us. See, all the promises of God in Christ is already done. We just got to say yes and amen. Amen. We over here in the exit line and they're seeking and they're knocking. Do you find the wrong crowd? They don't know what they got in Christ. In verse 21, now to him that said which, but he's a who, who establishes us with you, Paul says, in Christ. He does that by the word. And hath past 10 anointed us. So say it with me. Once Christ came in my life, once came in my, life my life is my soul. My is my say once Christ came into my soul, once came in my soul he anointed me. Anointed. So, I'm anointed. so I'm anointed. I don't have to get anointed no more. Alright, you already anointed. You don't have that have that bottle of oil you reach and get all the time when something when you want to pray for somebody. You already anointed. We think we get the one, we got to get that one from a uh, certain market. Got to have a certain kind of name, but that's that good olive oil. <laughs> there, there, Barbara, Barbara, Barbara King. How you doing, girl? Thank you. <laughs> that's the word I was telling you about. Came in my office. She would, ooh, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Stand up, Barbara. Stand up right where you are. They think I'm kidding. There, Barbara, right now, he who established us with you in Christ and had anointed us is God. There's going to come a day in this service, it's going to be just that easy. If I can get you to come to the place that the Holy Ghost is the one in this house and all his work is finished, and we are all believers and we're going to act like we believers, we're not trying to get nothing from God. We are here to believe what is already done. Once we come to that place in God, the Spirit of God is going to move freely in this place. Tell somebody, I'm a believer. That's what you got to become a believer. Now, he who established us with you is in Christ and has anointed us. Has passed it. He's already anointed us. Who also hath already sealed us. Now, you know what he, what he seal, or who he sealed you with, right? Because that's Ephesians 1 13 and 14. He sealed you with the Holy Ghost. So, when you got the Holy Ghost in you, he has sealed your soul. That means death cannot touch your soul. So when your body dies, the Spirit of the Lord takes your soul out of that house and ush you into the presence of the Lord. Because you've already been sealed. All right. Who has also sealed us, given us the earnest of the Spirit. See, He sealed us, given us the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. So you have to know that. That's the same thing to go to Ephesians chapter one. Let me show you. Let me show you Ephesians chapter one. That's why you have to believe. See, everything God does is predicated on your believing. Ephesians chapter one. Whew. Ephesians chapter one, and verse thirteen. In whom you also trusted. See, that's what God trying to get us to. Not asking, but trusting now. Come on, tell them that's where we at now. See, I'm in the trusting now. God has already done it. Listen, when it comes down for health and healing, nobody needed more than the people of this church. And I already know. And I know why God gave me this word. You're gonna get on your face before God and you're gonna say, look, you already done it. I'm not gonna keep asking you for it. You hear what I'm saying? You're going to stand before God and tell God, listen, th- listen, you got to understand, you can talk to God, you're a child. Yeah. Let me tell you about Abraham. Watch Abraham. Abraham heard that God was about to go into Sodom and Gomorrah and going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. God Abraham said, wait a minute, I'm the righteous. Wait a minute, I'm the righteous. That can't happen. And my, my nephew Lotto then he's a righteous. So he said, Look, look, he walked with God. Walked with God. Lord, let me ask you a few questions. Well, what if you find 50 righteous inside of Gomorrah? God says, I want, I want the short if I can find 50 righteous. So, okay. Well, what about 45? God said, I want the short if I can find 45. Well, wait, 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 wait. A minute. What about 40? See, you righteous, you can talk to God. That's what I'm trying to get you to see. You are the righteous, you can talk to God. What about 30? I know my child not acting right but Lord I'm the righteous I need a favor See, you got you got to understand something you have the ability to talk to the father because you the righteous when Abraham got through talking to God he had him down to 10 and God's God had to the them I said look I won't do it if I find 10 eh?" Because Abraham is a righteous, you gotta know when you're the righteous. God heals you. Ah, come on, get on your feet. My Bible said the ears of the Lord are open to the righteous. You just gotta know how to pray and understand that everything has been finished for you. So you need to understand that it's already done. You are the very house of God. You are the very place God lives. You don't have to go begging no more. God said, while you are yet speaking, I will answer you. Because I live with you, I hear you. Come on, clap your hands. You don't have to plead with God. You begin to thank God for what he's done and God's gonna see your faith and he gonna honor it. You tell God 2,000 years ago, you already took my sicknesses. You already took my pain. You already took my grief. You already took my sorrow. You would nail them to the cross. You already died for me. You pulled off the old man. I'm a new creation in Christ. There's nothing wrong with telling the Lord I need you to help me. Do you know the Holy Ghost in you to do something? He is your helper. The word, the word comforter, the word comforter means helper. He's in you to help you. See, we don't wanna call out him for help. Listen, he is there to help you. He cannot invade your life. You gotta call on him to help you. You gotta come in this present with thanksgiving. Lord, I thank you for helping me. I thank you for healing me. I thank you for delivering me. I thank you for your grace. Your grace is sufficient. Your grace is sufficient. You begin to act like who you are. God not gonna reject you. He's not gonna turn a deaf ear to you. Your heavenly Father knows what you have need of. Now stand on your feet and give the Lord a big hand.